Right. This is a special training episode of Swords because it's very meta <laughs> for me um, because I am going to be talking about how I grew my podcast to 10,000 downloads organically, which is still weird to me to think about is that over 10,000 people, or not 10,000 people, but 10,000 times someone chose to listen to this podcast. And if you're one of them, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for deciding to put this in your ears and be able to take, get some value from it, whether it was from a solo episode, from a guest episode, whatever that was for you. I just want to say thank you and take this time to recognize you because this is why I'm still here. I most likely wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for you still. But I do love podcasting, so maybe I still might be, or would have. <laughs> but I want to come on here to share kind of like the main takeaways and lessons that I've learned throughout my time podcasting, both as a podcaster and a podcast guest for those who are in the space, either one or the other. And also talk about moving forward or what my strategy is with it as well, because again, a lot of you over here are either thinking about a podcast, have a podcast, or want to be on a podcast. So whatever that is, I think you'll find some really good value in here as well. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Clients and Conversions Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, and I've helped fellow entrepreneurs and business owners just like you harness the power of social media to grow your audience by the hundreds, 2x their launch sales, and have client leads banging down the door to book a call with you. And I'm the first to say that hustling and searching hours online for your next client or student is not the vital ingredient to your success or even your happiness. This podcast is for driven entrepreneurs, from coaches to course creators and everything in between, to access practical and actionable tactics on everything from how to get clients with Instagram advertising, and really unlock the keys from sales and social media to get growth with the simplest tools possible, while keeping it just long enough to get you through your walk, drive, or workout. So stick with us for this episode and the ones to come so you can get more clients and sales in less time. Now let's get into it. So what we're going to talk about is first, actually, before we even go into that, I keep forgetting about this because it kind of like sold out almost already. Something I mentioned on my actual personal Facebook, I've been a little bit more active on my personal Facebook than um, Instagram, which is surprising around like live videos and so forth. But I mentioned because everyone right now in this quarantine time um is really having a hard time, I think, with understanding what to do next when it comes to selling their offer, communicating it to their audience, and even knowing like what their audience really needs right now. Because at the end of the day, a lot of audiences, um, like the ideal clients, have really changed. So if you're someone right now who's in the space where you're kind of wondering what to do when it comes to shifting your offer, or like even like shifting the way that you communicate about it to your audience so it actually resonates with them and they still understand like, oh, this is actually something that I actually really do need at this time. It's not just a luxury or it's not just something an afterthought, then I really recommend you go to the link either in show notes or wherever it is around you to go into what I call the brainstorm your marketing message sessions. This is something that I'm doing just three, three sessions, two people each time. All actually the five spots already, there's six spots available. Five were already taken. If you want the last one, then I really recommend you go and do that. Cause we're starting, um, we're starting the first round in, 
I think this Wednesday. And then we have one spot left for the last session in two weeks. So if you want that, go put in the Google form and you'll be good to go there. So if that's something that you really need help with is identifying what your ideal clients need, both on a mental, financial, and emotional level, then you're going to want to check that out. Okay, now let's talk about podcasting. So for those who don't know, I started my podcast about a little under two years ago. And for those who've been like with me for the longest time, kudos, because when I first started, I called it the female entrepreneur's journey podcast. I had to think about that one for a second, actually, because <laughs> I forgot, honestly, it's been a while since I rebranded. And I really started that podcast as a way or started this podcast as a way to build a better network of entrepreneurs that I would know that I could talk to, and also to share my own insights and everything like that. And what I found was that I actually really enjoyed it. But even more so, I was really good at interviewing guests to the point where Almost every guest, I would say out of 10 guests that I probably interview, at least half, if not a little bit under half, will tell me this was probably the best interview that I've had. You were so like you interviewed so well, which ironically for me, all I do is do a a fun little outline that I literally just change out depending on like the topics and so forth that I think are going to be good for my audience. So if you want to hear more about that, let me know because I can talk about outlines and like how I really created that space so that people leave having literally sent people my way to listen to the podcast because they knew it was so a good episode. But what I found was that when I first started, I had absolutely no idea how to promote my podcast. (laughs) Like outside of obviously um, sending it to a very small email list at that time and even like doing a couple posts, I didn't really know how to strategize for it. So for the first probably, honestly for the first probably year of my a podcast. I'd post about it on Wednesday because I always usually post on Wednesdays or Thursdays the episode, depending on kind of just like which episode it might be or how long it might have taken for editing or uploading. And it was always every Wednesday I would talk about it usually. But I would never really explain to my audience like why you actually need this. And the email is a little bit deeper, but through Instagram stories, through posting, like it always just say, oh, it dropped. Here's what you can kind of learn. But I never really took the time to say, okay, but how can we get this to understand like why they should care about watching or listening to this? Because right now we're in the space where podcasting is still new-ish. Like there might be, I think they said there's like a million there's not probably a million, but there's a good amount of podcasts out there, but only 100,000 or 500,000 are actually active and live, like having continuous episodes, which is really good to hear because I think for a lot of us, we have our set podcasts. Even for me, I think I have a couple that I rotate. I think I have like 30 in the, the iTunes or Apple store, but I probably listen to about 10 or so religiously, depending on kind of like what I'm looking for. And you need to become one of those people for your audience. Your podcast needs to whether it be they know they're going to be going to you for entertainment, for questions, for insights, for for experts. You need to really develop that space with them and the consistency. I would say probably the consistency was probably the best, one of the best things that I could have done for my podcast because I posted and I actually have my VA do it now. I've had my VA do it for over a year for me now um, because I already had the process that I created for it and she just does it for me. So it's really easy, which helps out for sure to keep consistent. But I had her do that for a year, had myself do it for a year. And that's what I found was one of the huge, it's same thing with YouTube, I would say, but I don't want to get too much into consistency because that's kind of just like a duh kind of insight. 
I want to go into actionable one, actionable ones that you're actually going to understand and really resonate with. So the first thing that I'm going to say, which is going to be a little bit controversial, is be selective with your guests. And here's why. So I was actually just talking about this with one of my entrepreneur friends, um, actually earlier today. I asked her like, hey, you know, there are certain guests, and again, every guest I've had on here was for usually a reason, or I thought that, that their topic would be really helpful for my audience or for my listeners or for you guys. But for most people who are going to be on your podcast, you really have to make sure that one, they understand your audience and what they need, but two, is they're actually going to promote your podcast too because it's the same thing if you're on a live like a live training collaboration or you're on a podcast or on a summit you are somewhat kind of what's it called um you it's implied that you're going to promote it or market it and so forth even if it's like resharing a post or whatnot and I've had a couple guests who might not have or uh didn't remember to or whatnot and even though that's not a bad thing, like their their get their episode didn't do too bad. What I find is that shows me that that guest didn't see this interview or didn't see themselves in this interview as a priority, and that is a red flag, <laughs> at least a little bit of a red flag for me. And you won't know that obviously until you book the guest, until you see how they go. But what you can start to do is before you have any guests on, and I'll actually talk about how I usually select my guests, um, but before you have any guests on, what I really recommend you do is go watch them for a good week or so. I don't mean like watch their lives or whatnot, but watch how many times they actually promote their free stuff because that's going to help you see if they're even doing that for themselves. And if they're not, there's not going to be a likely chance that they're going to do it as much for even yours. And I want to say that because a lot of podcasting, although it's giving like real um, support people. If you're someone who is wanting guests on, you have to take that into notice because if you don't, then you're going to continuously have more people on and more people on, but never really get that much traction because it's still being connected to you only your audience since they're obviously not promoting for you or promoting with you. So I want to say that for those people who are wondering like, okay, what kind of guests do I bring on? Obviously, guests that have topics that either are going to be something that your audience needs or that you think are, is really interesting, and even more so is if they have a little bit more of a following than you. It doesn't always have to be crazy. I've had very, I've had variations of guests from people who are either at my same level from like social media standpoint or following standpoint to someone who had over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and whatnot. So it really doesn't matter too much about the following size. It matters about the quality of people in their audience, which is why I say if you can watch them, because for me, I usually only ask people on my podcast because I ask most of my guests to come on. Uh, I think I've only had one or two of, who have taken on who I didn't know. And the reason why is because I want to make sure that I know they're good people and that I know that my audience is going to like them, but even more so is that the conversation is going to be good there. And the way that I usually ask them is traditionally actually through DM because usually, usually I know them. They're like a conversation of, of us or we've been in a network of sorts, whether it be in a program or whatnot. And I'm bringing them in because I believe they can really help my audience. But that doesn't mean that you ha that they'll say yes, even though most of them do. But it doesn't mean that even you have to say yes afterwards. I've actually had I had one uh, guest a while ago who was asking like tons of questions before a podcast, which is really uncommon when you give someone like kind of like a one sheet, which tells them kind of how it's going to go. And you're going to tell them, obviously, when you get on the podcast, how it's going to go. And I remember, again, that little red flag. I believe when it comes 
to podcast guests, it's the same thing with clients, is that you need to vet and make sure that they're going to be good to you as you're going to be good to them. And you're putting in this time and effort, which means you have, like, they need to be at least to the same or a little bit under that level. Like, give some commitment, guys. So I want to say that first is be selective with your guests because it's going to really depend on how your podcast gets out there, how much traffic you're going to get, how many of, like, the people that you want to come in are going to be there. And if you're someone who's starting out right now, I really recommend you start looking at those who either in your audience or two or three parts out. So meaning like if they, if you're in a program with someone, maybe see if you can talk to the program's like best friend who also might be an entrepreneur, whatever that might be, to have better networking like capabilities without having to cold DM or cold pitch. I don't think I've actually ever cold pitched anyone to get on my podcast <laughs> when it comes to like if I didn't know them whatsoever and it's because I just haven't found that it works for the podcast that I want to be on specifically but that's just again that's my experience so second thing is what I found is promoting more than once a week this again which I just mentioned is when I first started even sometimes here and there I won't be as consistent when it comes to promoting my podcast because I'll have it go out again my VA does the whole process for me when it comes to editing, publishing, promoting, and so forth. So I have her always do the Wednesday and Friday posts. I have her do the email, like the weekly emails. But outside of me personally, really engaging with my audience to show them like, hey, this is why this would really help you. Sometimes in the past, even sometimes here and there, I'm a little bit not up to par as I would like to be. And what I find is the more you promote, the more podcast traffic you'll get. Same thing with any kind of like, offer or whatnot, especially when it's a free type of content, a free type of like training, there's no reason why you can't promote it more than twice or th- three times a week. Something that I might be actually, fun fact, something that I might be actually bringing into effect uh, later in the year is having it be Wednesday, Friday, and even Monday or Tuesday explaining like, hey, this is what one of the takeaways that one of the listeners had might have been. And I find that when a lot of people take the time to realize that podcasting needs to be a priority, if you want it to become a priority in your audience's mind, that means you need to promote it as well. And for those who are listening to this, who might even feel the same way about their like free offer or paid offer, this might want to hit you in the gut too, where you're like... I haven't been promoting my free or I haven't been promoting my uh, my paid offer that well. I need to get on it. This is a reminder for you to show you that it really does change. I've had to go from um, like three digits downloads for an episode to four or more by promoting it so consistently and also sharing the uh, reviews or insights as well. Oh, here's actually a fun tip for you guys who's who's wondering, like, how do I get more reviews? Because I'm going to, I think I hear that one often as well. Giveaways are so, so easy, but also making sure that it's a giveaway of something that you can have evergreen and that's going to be consistent for you. I think I had one giveaway around a free training of mine where you get like a free secret password by screenshotting and like writing the review there. I think I got over 10 or so reviews in, in that week that I promoted it, which for for my audience and for being so um, short with the promotion was actually pretty good. But I find for a lot of people, the best way to get reviews, obviously continuously ask for them if you can, but really incentivization nowadays needs to happen. Like I know that's something that we always hear. It's like, oh, we need to make sure from testimonials to reviews to everything like that, really incentivizing your people is 
one of the easiest ways to go about this. I've done this with clients where I said, I'll give you this free template if you do the 60 second testimonial. Almost all of them will do the testimonial if they see that as value. So make sure what you're giving away is like of value to your people. But I really recommend for those who are listening to think about how you can create some type of giveaway or something like that. Because at the end of the day, even though it's a free thing for them to do, a lot of your audience is still going to probably need that extra push to realize like, oh, this is why it actually matters. And sometimes it can even help to explain like, this is why the review actually matters. It's not just for my ego. It's for the algorithm. I feel like that should be like on a uh, pillow somewhere. It's not my ego. It's for the algorithm. Okay. <laughs> the last two is, which is going to be kind of another kind of simple one, but I really want to explain it a little bit better is get help. And for me, I have it where I've had my VA. I've had two in the past year and a half or so. And the process stayed the same. Like it did not matter when I switched, like when I switched them out or when one decided to, um, go wherever she went. That's a whole nother story, actually. Um, that one of my last VAs ghosted, went nowhere. I have no idea where she is now, even though like a week before that, I sent her a gift for her birthday. It was just bananas. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. But the reason is, is because I don't honestly know if I would have been able to be as consistent without having that process or even my VA doing it for me. She did it probably she probably does it like two hours a week or so. And the really cool thing about knowing this is when you're able to see it, Rachel, I'll get to your actual question in one second. Um, but whenever I talk to her about like, hey, do it this way or whatever it might be, having that process in place means that those two extra hours then leading to an extra eight hours of my month is now mine again because I already created that space, but it wouldn't have happened without her. And I know even for me, when I go on a holiday or when I go on vacations or when it's that time, knowing that I'm going to have her to do it for me, basically, is really one of the only ways that I was able to be consistent, especially during the times where you don't feel as motivated or as productive as you can be, because as entrepreneurs, we go up and down that, that road a lot. So I really recommend for those who are thinking about it, see if you can create some type of process for yourself, because without it, it's really hard to stay consistent. Just a real, like real honest truth there. For someone who's been doing it for two years, like even though I love podcasting, it's still going through the same motions can take, can be kind of uh, tedious. And Rachel asked, can you start on a podcast from your phone? You can. I know, I don't, I never used it, but I know of it. I know there's um, Anchor app, which is, I think, a free app on the iTunes store around, I think you can just like record it from there. I think you can edit it too. And then it'll just promote um, through its internal feed and I'll like go out to iTunes and Spotify Make sure to like read that. I remember one of my friends who's like a podcast aficionado. He is crazy knowledgeable. I was thinking about that as well because it is it is easier than like traditionally like Lipsyn or whatnot, which is the other really big posting platform like Jenna Kutcher uh, podcasts on and so forth. And what I found for that was that Anchor, I think from what I remember, is like Anchor owns all the content on their app. So the only thing that's kind of like unfortunate about it is that you that they own the content so like if they wanted to keep your content and you want to delete it it's same thing like facebook or whatnot you're not able to like let that go but outside of that i don't remember there being too much of a of a bad reason to not use them so that's just the only thing there but i would say anchor is one of the the bigger apps that i've heard to do um stuff from your phone for your podcast to start it and make it really easy for you so try that out 
Okay, the last tip that I'm going to give, again, this one's a little bit more kind of aha, but I want to give it because it is important. And actually be inspired by your podcast, by your guests, by your content. And I say this because, again, there are times when you go through business where you evolve. You evolve your content. You evolve your um like your services, you uh, evolve your products, you evolve how you talk about yourself, how you talk about your clients, who even are your clients. Like I remember when I first started my business, I was working with people who just started their business. And now I'm working with people who have been in business for over a year or more. Usually for my done for you clients, they've been in business for years. And even my podcasts, which from the Female Entrepreneur's Journey podcast to uh, the Clients and Conversions podcast. And the reason why is because my content shifted and it's not just about the journey it's about conversions because that's what my clients want that's what my audience wants so you see that you really need to make sure that when you're going through this you check in consistently and ask yourself am I actually inspired to promote this because again that'll be one of the reasons too why you're going to want to promote the episode is because you actually think it's a good episode or you actually think it's a good podcast that's really important for you to have in here and that's why I'm saying it because I remember there being times where there's episodes that There was one episode that actually was one of the like top 10 or top 12 episodes that was what to do when you're uninspired as an entrepreneur. So I know a lot of you out here probably feel that way every once in a while, if not always, or not always, hopefully, like if not consistently or quarterly or annually. So I want to say that if you're someone right now who is feeling like you're kind of iffy on what to do or iffy on where to kind of move in your podcast or wondering what to do, just start. Start as easy as possible. I remember... Even to this day, if you actually go on all of my podcast covers, except for probably the first one, I've created my own podcast covers in Canva. So I really want people to realize like my podcast never needed to be this crazy production because the content was good. I believed in it and apparently my audience as well or else I would have been able to get to 10K. And again, the more enthusiasm that you have around the content, the more you're going to want to promote it and the more your audience is going to see that enthusiasm from you and realize, oh, I should probably check it out because she's really, like, she really resonates with it because you believe in it so much. The same reason why you hear people say for your business, like, you need to believe in yourself so much because people will see it. Same thing in your content, same thing in your podcast. It really rings true here. So those are the main tips that I want to give here. I, there's so much nitty gritty that I could go into around like how to create and outline the process and all this kind of stuff. If you want to learn more about that, feel free to DM me or PM me because if I see enough interest, then I'll tr- like create some type of like workshop for you guys. But if there's not enough interest, then I'm just going to like refer you to someone else or refer you to a better like option that I can see. But I've been someone who has had this podcast for two years outside of my VA. I do it pretty much on my own. I did the podcast cover myself. I actually created my recent intro and outro, which I'm kind of actually really proud of. (laughs) And I actually created my whole entire process that I have my VA go through. So I really bootstrapped this together because I wanted to make sure that people liked it and that people wanted it enough, which obviously after 10,000 downloads shows that there, there's some interest. And if you're someone who's wanting to create the same, feel free to DM me and we can chat about that and see if there's some type of workshop or product that I can create for, for you guys who are interested to help you out with that. Because I really believe that nowadays 
obviously I teach a lot around ads and a lot around paid advertising, but you need something that's going to be the middleman from getting them in the door to getting them to sell. You need that nurture content and podcasting is one of the easiest ways to create that nurture content along with obviously live videos and so forth. So I'm going to go head off, but if you have any questions during this time, please let me know. Um, I just want to take a second again to say thank you so much for listening, for watching this, for taking the time to invest in this for yourself and for your business. And I cannot wait to bring you even more content, even more guests, and even more inspiration as I can throughout this time. So have a great rest of your week. I'll see you guys all later and happy podcasting listening to today's episode i am so excited that you were able to go through it and get some actionable tips out of it for next steps make sure you go to daniellecleum.com slash ad breakdown to get the complete ad breakdown around what one insta ad did to help create 559 client leads and 20 percent sales increase in launch make sure to go ahead there to do that and DM me at I'm Danielle Clem to go in deeper to the conversation. And last but not least, make sure to leave a rating and review so that this podcast can get out to more amazing people like yourself.